back into it. Yeah. Back, in, back into it. Um, so there's this tooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, I should have looked on like Nat Geo or something before we started this. Sure, if I wanted sure. To talk you got to use that Disney subscription. Oh no, I'm already. I've I, that's expired. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. I went through like a couple weeks. Where I'm like, ooh, I should watch some of the Marvel shows, and then I got bored mm-hmm. with them. So right. <laughs> I got a lovely email from Hulu telling me that they're increasing the price so that's fun I think Disney is doing that across the board all three of their because uh, I know ESPN is going up too is it really yeah um, I, I'm waiting for them to just put them all on like one platform which there's been like one app yeah there's been talk about that um, mm. at least with Hulu and Disney plus yeah you know I thought the whole thing was like they wanted to separate the, the very adult content well there was that um, but then they have this bundle where you can get all three and it's very yeah, it's very yeah. convoluted especially if you already have um one of them one or, or or a couple of them and really really especially if you use different email addresses um oh yeah so mm-hmm. they really need to like consolidate there yeah but i guess they would have That's to it. they would have to buy like outright buy all of hulu i think because they don't have the, no they already did i i don't think don't they have majority ownership but they don't have full ownership right no i think they own it completely oh now. do they okay yeah it's not surprising yeah it was just it's just gonna be kind of weird whenever you see like always sunny in the disney app oh you know? yeah mm-hmm. like it's gonna happen eventually you know it is mm-hmm. but it's just it'll just be a weird thing they'll be heavily marketing their um you know parental uh parental control settings yeah mm-hmm. that will just get in the way of you know adults better paying them money yeah more than anything else um hey what's up this is dinner rocho episode 69 look at that funny number mm-hmm. funny, funny sex number uh, and what better way to celebrate the funny sex number than by doing a little dating is dead. Uh, and the last time we did this segment, or I, maybe one of the more, more recent times we did this segment, um, I found some uh, pickup lines from, it was some kind of men's rights website, whatever the fuck that was, how to be the manliest man kind of dealio. And uh, we had some fun with that. And so I thought I would kind of look in um, sort of a diametrically opposed direction and uh, look and see what Cosmo ha- uh, had in terms of sort of maybe not pickup lines, but maybe some dating tips and uh, some things like that. And I think I found some interesting some interesting tidbits here. Um, you really are going to the and, the opposite end of the spectrum here. Yeah, yeah. I figured we can get both both you know both ends of the uh, both ends of the aisle. We, we're going to reach across the aisle here and get a deal done. You know. Um, and so, uh, this comes from Huffington Post, or I guess it's Huff Post now. I don't know what year I'm living in. Uh, but speaking of living in a weird year, this is from the 1970 edition of Cosmo. Um, and this is, uh, the, the article was things to do with your hands that men like. Um, and it's quite a strange list. And so let's just go right in. Uh, the first one is fluff his pillow. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that's a nice thing to do for somebody, I guess. Um, Section his grapefruit, and I don't know if that's a euphemism. It for has something. to be. Was grapefruit like a staple at the breakfast table in the seventies? Maybe I don't know. What is even like? Does that just mean cut it, section it? Oh no, section it is. Um, have you eaten grapefruit? I, no, only grapefruit flavored thing. Yeah, so that really makes sense because like you you cut it in half, and then um, sectioning it means like you have to like detach the small like uh, slices from the uh, whatever you call it. Oh, like the core. 
not the core. It's more like uh, it's like a skin type thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's like pizza slices. Um, okay. Uh, pat his stomach and ask if there's any movement. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, that one caught me off guard there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to um, even interpret that. Are you? Is this? Is this to ask if he's pregnant or to ask if he's got a shit? Yeah, I would. I would guess like a bowel movement or an upset stomach. I mean, you just popped an antacid before we started. Yeah, I know. But why would? Why would anybody like that? Felt a kick. Uh, massage the backs of his legs, and then in parentheses it says when he's standing up. Why couldn't this just be massage like the back? Why does it have right. to be the backs of the legs? And why does it need to be when he's standing up? So you have to, so you have to get down on the floor to do this. Right. This is so strange. Uh, give him a manicure, which in the seventies I don't think is this satire. I think you might have been tricked am, here. Am I being satirized? Yeah, that's the only explanation. Uh, light a candle next to the bed. All right. This is, this is the 1970s or the 1770s. Right. Write his thank you notes for what? How many how many thank you notes does a person? Also, you're not his secretary. Call? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so on his wobbly buttons. Well, that's practical. Hold his one big hand in your two little ones at the movies. Um, <laughs> now that's a euphemism. Is it? For what? The, the big hand. You know what they say about big hands. Oh, 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 oh. So jerk him off of the movies. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, got it, got it. They used to have Dude, very specific movie theaters back in those days. Yeah, yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I know. Uh, do needlepoint while he watches. Is that and, uh, put heroin? Uh, maybe. Uh, put your fingertips across his mouth, and then in parentheses it says sexy. <laughs> I thought that was implied. I thought that was implied that this was a sexy gesture. Uh, or at least provocative. Uh, put your fingers in his mouth, and then in parentheses it says more sexy. Well, that's just the natural progression of things. <laughs> uh, take his temperature, fingertips to brow when he's feverish, or just thinks he's feverish. Take his pulse, even if you don't know how. Yeah, that w that wouldn't be frustrating. If like he asks, like, "Oh, what's my heart rate?" and then you don't know how, he, he won't get frustrated by that. No, it's sexy. It's sexy. There's, no, this one doesn't say sexy. This one doesn't have parentheses. Sexy. Uh, rearrange his tie after you've both musted up. <laughs> hold your hold your wine glass toward him. Say a lovely toast and look in his eyes. All right. Put his evening studs in. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. That must be a, a time specific thing there we i don't know is that like an earring evening studs like earring stud evening studs i can't find it wait vintage evening accessories stellar studs and okay cufflinks okay so i guess if you're going out to like a, a party or a dinner or something and you're wearing some fancy studs i guess so clip the back of his neck when his new hairstyle is a little too long all right give him a pedicure you could have grouped that in with a manicure sure they're just they're fluffing this out here yeah there are so many more <laughs> uh turn off the lights Twist a lemon on the rim of his glass. Uh, plant a tree with him. Some of these are like very disparate. Like you're either the kind of couple that like goes out to, you know, martini parties and you have to put in his evening studs. Or you're the kind of woodsy couple that goes out and plants a tree. It's called being you know? multidimensional. Yeah, I don't know. 
You do uh, the tree luck. planting during the day, and then when the evening comes, you put your studs in and you go out, you know? And then you have to light a candle next to the bed. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, lock up your bras. Is somebody going to put- steal? Yeah, what, in case he puts one on? Like, why do you need to lock? Why would he like this? Oh, wait. Smash wait, his- wait, wait, wait. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Smash his goblet in the fireplace. Is that a Harry Potter reference? Maybe. Or a hereditary reference. Oh, sure. From 1970. <laughs> Polish his leather seat covers. Ask the this is in parentheses. Ask the hardware store man and do it before seats get a cakey texture. Ew. I don't like that phrasing. No. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, sock it to him playfully with a pillow. So it's just like punch him in the face. Like I don't. It's, no, it's just hit him with a pillow. Oh. Brush him lightly all over with your face blusher brush. Give his knees an unexpected need. Is that need is in K N like the K N E yeah like, yeah, the, yeah like the dough right right. Right. Take the phone out of his hand when he's making one more call. Well, that's just rude. Yeah. Trace his ear with your fingertips. This one doesn't say sexy in parentheses. So this is just a, I don't know what kind of gesture that is. Like, I need, I need my tone indicators. Mm-hmm. Uh, let your hair down every night or afternoon. Always give him your hand to help you from the car. Unkink his tense neck muscles with massage. Okay, see that one. So that now we're getting into some that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, polish and sort his cufflinks. It's it's so weird that the back of the leg massage was uh, higher up on the list than yeah. the very typical like shoulder massage. Uh huh. Uh huh. Rub baby oil into his entire body after a shower. Huh. Right on his back. Right what? It doesn't say. It doesn't specify. And how, like, how did you have him, what, look in a mirror? I have no idea. How's he going to see it? Is that like in in school when you put a post-it note on somebody's back that says, kick me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dangle grapes over his mouth, feed him one at a time. Put your hands on his naked waist and stare at him. (laughs) What is this intimidation play? What is that? Tuck your scented handkerchief under his pillow. You know you have a scented handkerchief. How, how are you pronouncing that? Handkerchief. Handkerchief? Yeah, chif. But it's spelled chief. Yeah, but that's, so. you know, that's not how you... Count his ribs, I guess, just to make sure he's got them all. Right. You don't want a missing rib. Yeah. Or is this like when you're out to eat? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Make sure they didn't screw up the order. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ordered the full rack, you know? You know what? what Maybe, because it says, hand his orange juice to him while he's toweling after the shower. You got to shower because all those ribs are so messy. Yeah. But he's he's busy. Why does he want orange juice right now? There's never a bad time orange juice. I don't really like orange juice. No, I mean, I like it if it doesn't have all that pulp. Sure. Yeah. Uh, give him some more ice, you know, for his orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> uh, I don't like this next one. I just don't like the way that they word this. Okay. Uh, pamper his pamper his doggy or pussycat. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Tuck your hand into his overcoat pocket. Uh, take your phone off the hook. Why? What's well, I guess so nobody can call. Oh, yeah. Uh, tie him up and tickle him. Oh, getting all 50 shades here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of tickling in that in that film. Yeah. Uh, take something great off your plate and feed it to him before you've begun. Okay, so just deprive yourself of food. Okay. This isn't about you. It's about... It's about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offer to drive when he's sleepy. That's probably just a safety Yeah, that's definitely a good call there. (laughs) (laughs) Offer to drive when he's had 40 martinis. Uh, Reach for him in the pool. While he's drowning. Yeah, while he's drowning. (laughs) While you're drowning. Uh, make him an ice cream cone. Oh, sure. I'd take one. Uh, give him an egg shampoo and use the massage brush. That must be one of those like unorthodox uh, 
like, uh, you know. What the fuck is egg shampoo? I, I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Egg shampoo benefits one minute recipe and how to use. Yeah, that's a thing. What is an egg shampoo? You just, a natural you shampoo just crack one from- over <laughs> Make from whisked eggs. Since eggs are full of protein, vitamins, and oil-dissolving emulsifiers, it makes effective and healthy hair-washing option that cleans and nourishes hair without chemicals. And you smell like old eggs. (laughs) Well, you wash it off. I mean, you, you know, you get it off. This is disgusting. Never use hot water when washing your hair with egg shampoo. Hot water will instantly cook the eggs... And you'll be left with scrambled eggs in your hair. That's incredible. This is disgusting. I'm going to be sick. So just don't, I'm gonna be sick. Just don't use that hot so water disgusting. and you'll be fine. That is so, so you have to take a cold egg shower. Or if you do use hot water, you can kind of catch them in your mouth while they're running down. Oh, this is, that is so gross. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm just going to scan the rest of this for anything that looks good. Um, caress his legs underwater. There's a lot of stuff with the legs. Mm-hmm. Um, smooth on his suntan lotion. Uh, okay, this one sounds like a euphemism, but then I guess it's not. Uh, polish his ring, but but then it says in parentheses, toothpaste is a good gleamer. So I don't, I don't think. Uh, build him a sandcastle. What is he for? <laughs> And doesn't the joy in sandcastles come from building them yourself? Yeah. Like, how is that, like, a service to him? Do you just, uh-huh. what do you do? You just admire it? Okay, here's one that you've really got to read into. Uh, shake hands with his ex-wife. Hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there. For sure. I guess, Jesus. like, you're being, you're being cordial. Because you know how uh-huh. those women, they, they, they're so, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't even know how to, how to make a joke there. Um, yeah, there, there is a lot to that one. Immerse him in a warm tub in the middle of Sunday afternoon and play geisha. That's okay. Make a sandwich out of him and two pillows. Your feast. (laughs) (laughs) That is my least favorite one. Bring him a tumbler of jelly beans or a glass of cold white wine when he's reading. Those are two very different things. Mm -hmm. He's either, he's either a child (laughs) or a, or a man, I guess. Uh, Frolic in his chest hairs. Oh, nope. New least favorite. New least favorite. <laughs> uh, type him a love letter, you know, because it's 1970. Ew, ew, ew. Okay. Nope. New, this one. Treat his feet as sacred from time to time. Massage rub and oil. Powder between the toes. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed that his body couldn't ask for anything more. Okay. All right. So that was 1970, Cosmo. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, what a journey that was. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, okay, that was what they were doing in 1970. So I'm like, all right, what's what's going on currently? What's what's some more modern uh, advice? Okay. So I went to the, the website proper and I scrolled around. Uh, and this was published last month. Uh, and this is first date questions to keep the conversation flowing. Uh, get to know your date and avoid any awkward silences. Um, now, is this another uh, exclusively like hetero female to male type of situation? Um, if I based on the picture here. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And so that's what I kind of thought Cosmo was. And I guess there's kind of sort of pivoting um, because the, but they actually had some articles that were like like lesbian focused. Okay. So I guess they're trying to be better at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it felt very forced. Yeah. See, I wasn't. I didn't even bother to ask with the 1970s one. Yeah. But I figured. Of you know. Yeah. Um. Okay. No. Wait. No. They're okay. Maybe they only care about lesbians though, because later down here, there's uh, another picture of two women. 
Well, I guess I guess they don't expect like uh, maybe gay men to read this or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess they are still just focused on women. Um, but anyway, uh, so these are supposed to be questions that are you know if if there's something like a lull in the date, I guess you know this is gonna revitalize the whole thing and you know keep it going, keep the conversation going. Uh, so uh, if you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Tough ask during COVID if this was published. Last month. All right. Last so month I guess we're published. all right. That's 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 we're, Yeah. Um, what's something you want to learn slash get better at? Mm-hmm. Um, what's something I wouldn't guess about you? And I don't know. This this I don't I don't like this question. Which one? The one that you just said? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> OK. I was waiting for I thought oh, you were. Yeah. No, 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 no. This one like. I don't know. These just feel very generic so far. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite place on Earth? Uh Uh-huh. It's very broad. Uh, Yeah. What's your dream job? That's 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 like a that's straight out of a uh, a, like an interview. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, exactly. Um, What's something you're proud of? That's another interview question. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. if you didn't have to work to support yourself, how would you spend your time? I swear another interview question. You would sound you would sound like a sociopath if you said this exact phrasing to somebody on a date. Yeah, definitely. Hey, if you didn't have to work to support yourself, how would you spend your time? Like what? You're a robot. You're a freaking robot. What are you talking about? Say what you will about 1970s uh, Cosmo, but they were unpredictable. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you don't eat? Now, if you said this with the wrong tone... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, is there anything you don't eat? <laughs> that would be very bad. That would be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, it, let, let's say this first date is at, like, a restaurant. Isn't that something you would ask prior to going to or choosing a location? Right. Like, if they have a shellfish allergy, you probably don't want to go for seafood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. This just feels weird. Like, I guess that's why, like, in dating profiles, like, they have the, like, you know, vegan, vegetarian kind of thing. So, like, if there's, you know, somebody cares about the ethical whatever the fuck, you know. Sure. You know, ahead of time. Yeah. Um, what appeals to you most about living here? Ew. Where? On Earth? Yeah, the (laughs) the phrasing of these is way too formal. Yeah. I guess you sort of have to, like, take these as, like, a jumping off point to kind of... I... I guess, to make them into actual things people would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what did you want to be when you were growing up? When you were growing up? Yeah. I don't like that either. That's weird. It's it's a question that's not usually um, phrased in past tense because you, you ask children that, right? Yeah, but no, no, it is, usually is. Like when you're asking an adult, it's what did you want to be when you uh, grew up? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, that works better. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, this is just phrased weirdly. Can you tell me about your family? Okay. This is this is like a therapist saying that. That's not like a Yeah, for sure. Normally you'd be like, hey, you got any siblings? Sure, yeah, that that's looser. Right? At like least. A per- it's like a person, you know? Yeah. Instead of, can you tell me about your family? <laughs> you what know? is your relationship like with your mother? Yeah. You're like Steve, you're like Steve Carell in the patient right now, locked up in some dude's basement trying to like yeah. not die. Yeah. Uh this one. Tell me about your friends, question mark. I mean I don't know. All right. That's weird. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, out of what we've heard so far, that's probably the most likely to be used. Uh-huh. Um, what are your favorite TV shows? Okay. That's pretty standard. Yeah, I guess. Have you ever heard about the Americans? No. <laughs> <laughs> If your life were a movie, who would play you? Man, that's actually not bad. I don't mind that one. Yeah? Yeah. Also, do you have an answer? 
No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do either. Um, so uh, I guess it's not a great question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you like to read? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seems like we're getting towards the end, and that's the kind of thing we're just now getting. All right. If you could be anyone for a day, who would it be? Fine, sure, whatever. Uh, who has been the most influential person in your life? Another job interview question. Yeah. What's your favorite memory? That is like the broadest one that uh-huh. has, you could possibly ask. The, the, so these also have like a- explainers attached to them. Oh, okay. From from whoever the fuck they're talking to in this article, some kind of relationship expert, I guess. Uh, and this one just says, the answers could tell you more about who they are. You know, shit, it's a question. Wait, so you're telling me it's that... A qu- it's a question. You're telling me that a relationship expert came up with these questions? Let me let me, let me me go back to the top and see who the fuck this is. Um, dating expert and author. Yeah. Okay, all right. Relationship who, who am I to question therapist. an expert? But uh, I don't know. This one's weird. This one's weird. Do you still keep in touch with childhood friends? Yeah. What? 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 what what's the difference? What? Why does that matter? Yeah, that is pretty weird. How your date responds gives you insight into how they value relationships and loyalty. Yeah. See, that's that's the. This is psychotic. Th- this is the problem right here. This is more like an interrogation because instead of trying, yeah. instead of trying to like spark conversation with the person all you're doing is trying to get specific information in order to like read from that they're still friends with the neighbor kid from when they were two that means they're gonna marry me yeah that is not how you yeah that's not how you approach it it's like no i moved a lot like what what loyalty this is psychotic especially in the context of a first date yeah like i i understand touch with childhood friends like i fully i fully understand trying to ask um um, questions that sort of root out like red flags, you know, like mm-hmm. that's for a lot of people probably an essential thing to do. But this is like, this is weird. Yeah. This is too much. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this might tell you more about the way someone thinks and what they desire. It's it, my answer is invisibility. So I can leave the restaurant undetected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Uh, what would you do if there was a zombie apocalypse right now? Ugh. This is a fun icebreaker. Okay, so why is it question number 22? <laughs> why is it number 22? <laughs> what were you like as a child? Wait, so is there an explainer for the one about, um, like, relationship with family members uh, that you said earlier? Where is it? Uh, how the answer gives you insight into their background, upbringing, and what they value. Are you sure these aren't questions for, like, identity theft? <laughs> Maybe. This is social engineering. They're trying to get your fucking SIM card. Oh, my God. Um, All right. Almost done here. Is there anything you're really passionate about? That's not bad. I like that. Because, like, hearing about somebody's passions is always is always, you know, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this also feels like. An interview question. Like, it needs to be formulated in a better way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they all have to be, yeah. I think somebody that's looking for an article like this would be looking for that specific formulation. Yeah, because you want, like, sort of a script in order to take the pressure off of yourself from having to come up with the questions. Yeah, and this does not give that whatsoever. No, no. Yeah. And number 25, the last one, uh, what's the worst pickup line you've ever heard slash dish, dish, yeah, dished out? Um, I would just say see all of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, to explain her, why waste time with someone who doesn't enjoy a bit of flirtatious fun? Ugh. Friendly banter and shared laughter are signs that you see life in a similar way. Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's as if this article wasn't um, geared toward us. 
<laughs> but I just feel like this is not very great advice here across the board. I don't I don't think so either. I don't think it's very good. And this is to keep the conversation flowing. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that's what the headline is to keep the conversation flowing. So can I ask about your family? That's 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 like dead in its tracks. That's that stops everything. That's that's check, please. Yeah, I mean, I guess some of these questions are better than just like awkward silence. But I mean, yeah. that's a bare minimum here. Yeah. Uh. So that's what Cosmo's up to. All right. <laughs> Don't forget those lower uh, leg muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to only while standing up, though. Only while standing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way it's done. Um, I got some dead lighters here because in the last week I've gotten, you know, I, I said last time I love the weird names uh, and boy, did I ever get some weird names. So let me just pull that up. Would you believe me if I said that in the Americans, there was a scene of um, Paige, the daughter, walking in on her parents 69ing? That does not surprise me because they've forced that child to go through some weird shit. Yeah. I watched that kidnapping episode whenever I tried to keep restarting the series like so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is from Garrett Socks. <laughs> and Garrett sends me a weird, a weird Russian link. Something about standards. I don't know what that means. Thank you, Garrett. Is this socks as in like red socks or is it S-O-C-K-S? Uh, it's like white socks, so it's S-O-X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Why'd you have to use the example of white socks when I just said red socks? Because it, it's that's the same, how it's spelled. It's the for, same spelling. Is it? Oh, I thought only the white socks spelled like that. Nope. Well, I was only thinking of the white socks logo where like there's the prominent X. So oh, uh, okay. So I was not trying to. <laughs> I genuinely thought the Red Sox spelled it like the word. Um, this comes from Terry Reefs. Uh, Terry sends me a Russian link and then a, another link that says marketingkings.com slash plumber two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what the marketing kings are and why they need to find plumbers. Um, this one is from Michael Grody. Michael sends me a link, smsreceiver24.io. I'm not going to click on that, but thank you, Michael Grody. All right. This one is from Sergio Wax. <laughs> Another X? <laughs> yes. Uh, this is bowprofit.com. All right. And this last one is from David Hen, spelled like the chicken. Uh, and it's a link to theonlinevoyage.com. And the comment attached just says YouTube channel. So, so what is the, the email address? Uh, Voronin. No, I meant, I meant yours for the, for the publishing for, for, yeah, for where people send things in. Uh, video at denandroad.co. Please, for the love of God, anybody <laughs> listening, just send something real. That's the takeaway here. Send in your best two syllable name. Yeah, there I you go. Hear from, I want to hear more. I want to hear Sergio Wax. I want Michael Grody. I want Terry Reefs. I need these names. I love these names. It's so like much. that. Was it a Key and Peel bit where they had the football player names? Yes. Yeah, that's really yes. good. Yes. That's what it reminded me um, of. Yes. Uh, so those are the dead letters we have this week. Um, next up, new-ish kind of segment, uh, Tech Corner, where I talk about my self-indulgent purchases that I've made and spent far too much fucking money on. God in heaven. Um, so I mentioned it last time at the end of the show because I wanted to fucking bury it and hope nobody heard me. But um, got a MacBook for some work-related things. You sound so. incredibly guilty. I know. <laughs> Just I a know. change in tone there. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, so I've had that for, I guess, a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
been working with that. Uh, it's like putting on an old T-shirt, kind of. Oh. Like stepping back into like Mac OS. Um, it hasn't changed all that much from whenever I last used it, which would have been I had a, I had a 2006 MacBook. And then I used that for about six years. So it was through middle school and high school. Right. Until uh, like the end of senior year when I got a, a Windows laptop for college. Um, so I had, yeah, so I used it for about six years. Um, and it has like the OS hasn't really changed all that much. Um, and it's, it's the one thing that I never really got used to, even when I used it for all that long time. And then like coming back to it, it's just the weird way that you install programs on Mac. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's pretty weird. Um, so like you download, um, usually like a DMG file, which is basically like an EXE, but for Mac, um, and then you run it and then it pops open a window and then it has the, um, the like dot app file, which is like the actual program itself. Mm -hmm. And then it opens up like, and next to it is your applications folder. And so you drag the app into your applications folder and it's installed. Okay. And then you close it, close that little window, and then you have to like eject the installer thing, which means you drag it to the trash can. The trash can changes to the eject icon and then you're done. It's it's a weird system. It reminds it's been me that way. It reminds forever. me of like um how you would install pirated video games with like mm. having to like uh I forget the term for it, but you basically almost like do like a fake CD drive or whatever, or and then you have to eject it when you're done and Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm talking that, about? Yeah, I guess that is yeah, I guess that is kind of what it is. Um but yeah, like that's the way you do it. like I've always done it on Mac. Um and it's it's just kind of weird, but like I'm like stepping back into that, you know, getting everything set up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the device itself, um, like I knew it was going to be thin, but it's really fucking thin. It's like it's like insanely thin. <laughs> As someone who um, would buy like gaming laptops for like no good reason mm -hmm. and just have these bulky ass computers to lug around. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah, it's like it's basically as thin as my samsung tablet wow closed it's closed closed that's great it's it's insane um but it's also very sturdy like it's all you know all aluminum chassis sure right? you know um and the screen might ruin other screens for me mm -hmm. it looks insanely good um i did have to turn off this weird true tone setting that tries to adjust the color temperature based on the environment and the ambient brightness i'm like no 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 don't do that don't what don't change, um, don't change the color temperature. yeah that would be that would be annoying because they never really i don't know it's just a weird thing to like adjust your eyes to yeah um, yeah so like yeah don't do that but what type of screen uh, is it um so it's ips oh okay yeah um it's so like here's the thing that's annoying about apple shit is that um when you want the actual specs of the screen you have to like dig deep because like on their product pages and stuff they'll just be like this one's a liquid retina and this one's a, a super liquid retina. Yeah, it's all brand it's words. Like, yeah, it's like, OK, what does that mean? What's the fucking refresh rate mm -hmm. of this? And so like you have to do like more research into that and it's not on the product pages. It's like, tell me, tell me the actual specifications of this screen, um, because there are the uh, 2021 MacBook Pros with this, the the Max and Pro chips um, that have, I don't know what the brand name's called, but they have the higher refresh rate screens. And so I was possibly considering a refurbished model of one of those. Right. Um, but honestly, it doesn't matter for what I needed this for. So this is, it's 60 Hertz, um, but with the pixel density and 
like the um the resolution um also honestly like this doesn't feel like it's 60 hertz it feels it feels better than that um and there's not any kind of like true motion smooth whatever kind of fucking bullshit on it mm-hmm. um you know it's just natural 60 but it feels a lot better um the uh so like these new ones have the notch for the webcam at the top um that was going to be the one thing i was like i'm either going to really hate this or i'm not going to notice it uh but luckily on it makes way more sense here on a laptop than it does on a phone because in mac os that's where your, your menu bar is oh yeah so unless you have a ton of icons going all the way completely across the screen that would then go underneath the notch there's nothing there anyway that's just dead space right so it doesn't matter and this notch i'm um, assuming is in place of it, it i'm assuming it's like a practically bezel-less uh device pretty much yeah it's it, it's a, a super thin bezel mm-hmm. it's super thin um and the way that they uh improved this they like added 60 pixels just for the menu bar this time instead of the notch actually like encroaching on the um screen real estate oh so like you're actually getting an additional set of pixels that you didn't get on the previous model so this is just like even extra room than you would have gotten anyway um and so i i honestly don't notice it which is really good because it is the notch is fairly big and whenever you're looking at um like the contrast and the black levels of the screen are good enough that whenever like i'm watching something that like is you know it's going to be letterboxed anyway and it's black then the notch just is like basically invisible. Right. Um, so it makes way more sense on a laptop than it does on a phone where it's just always fucking constantly there. Um, and so the other thing that's going to ruin other devices for me is the keyboard, Ooh. which I didn't think would be that big of a deal. Um, the keyboard is really fucking good. It's really good. Uh, and I, this is something I didn't really consider um, even on my Razer, which is... Uh, Technically, it's bigger. It's got it's a 14 inch, and this is a 13 inch. Um, but on the sides of the razor, on the 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 bottom half, the keyboard half, it has two speakers flanking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's technically less space on the bottom for the keyboard. Um, so it has smaller keys, and I really didn't think that'd be the case. So the Mac has bigger keys. And that actually helps tremendously, which is not something I really considered at all. It's a nice, um, uh, nice surprise. Yeah. And on the Mac, there's like virtually no key, like key wobble itself. Um, so the typing experience is fucking fantastic. Um, the trackpad is also really good, but like they, they've always made the best trackpads. Like my 2006 MacBook still had a better trackpad than um, basically any other laptop I've used until this, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I'm still getting used to is I need to remember that like the entire surface is clickable rather than like, you know, like Windows laptops. It's usually just the bottom portion that is the clicky portion of the trackpad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to get used to that again. where like the whole the whole surface is clickable. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just things like that. Um, And like there's like been other improvements to the OS, like where like since it's multi-touch now, which it wasn't, you know, more than a decade ago. Um, like you can just right click with two fingers instead of having to hit control click like you used to on a Mac and just little things like that. Um, but yeah, it's been good so far. Um, the battery life is actually insane given how high the, um, resolution on the screen is because usually you sacrifice like the higher the resolution the screen is the more power it draws yeah um no th- this this battery is insane um like i could charge it once every 
few days. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. Um, I have to go into like some further testing. I want to test like, like these media encoders and shit like that. Um, but just like the day-to-day -day use has been really, really good so far. And I would imagine you're using it a bit more heavily than you might normally because it's a new thing and you're, you know, you're testing it out and doing all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Y yep. Um, yeah. And it, it's like, it's such a funny thing. Like, um, Windows and Mac have gotten so close um, over the years, like in terms of like uh, interoperability interoper and um, shared apps and things like that, where like unless there's like a very specific program you need, you're pretty much fine picking whatever you want, you know, within your budget or, you know, whatever you're willing to spend. Um, that wasn't always the case. It, no, no, it definitely wasn't. Um, but now they're like really close. Um but there's just there's just like another enough subtle differences. Um, and but it's just the fact that like this hardware is so good um, and the the their privacy of it is really good, too. Like um, Apple is a hardware company and they don't really care about tracking all your shit like they don't they don't really need all that because they're selling super expensive hardware. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not making money off of data collection, at least not yet. Um, will, it, will it surprise me if they eventually do that? No. But the privacy settings are really fucking good. Um, and it's like per app basis. And um, I'm just actually really impressed with that. Um, That's kind yeah, of the reputation I mean, that they've they've had for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I'm just like, I'm really impressed with it so far. Um, I have to do like more in-depth testing for the written review. Um, but yeah, so far so good. That's really interesting. I, um, and it's good to hear because I do need eventually to get a new computer and I assumed it would be Windows, but I might have have to look in that direction too um yeah i do i love my ipad very much and i'm i'm intrigued about ipad os 16 which i think has been <clears throat> excuse me it's been in beta for a while um it, the the release just keeps getting pushed but I, I keep hearing about how they're trying to make it more like mac os mm. um which like i don't have any issues with ipad os as it is now but if they can make it i guess more um like computer-esque right mm -hmm. which if you have like a, a keyboard that you attach to it could bring like a lot of advantages yeah um so i'm interested to see what they do there but yeah like macbook seems like a tried and true way to go yeah yeah and like i said last time like there are deals out there like the refurbished stuff like it comes with the same warranty as buying a new one um is that what you did with this or is this a new one no no i use the education discount right Right, right, right. Um, just because I wanted MagSafe mostly. Um, but yeah, like if you would just want like last year's model, then you know you can get a, a pretty pretty decent discount on refurbished stuff that's out there. Um, yeah, because that's the other thing about Apple devices is that they last. You know, mm -hmm. they last a very long time. Yeah, like, like I my 2006, like my my 2006 MacBook. Like I stopped using it f uh, when I you know for college, but that was just because like I wanted something more up to date. Um, but that MacBook was still functional. And in fact, I used it for other projects. Like whenever I had my radio show in college, um, I didn't have a good way to record the radio shows because the, um, method that they had at the station was like really dog shit. And so I would have my MacBook at home, uh, basically recording the show like on air. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like it was, it was still like pretty functional mm -hmm. at that point. Um, and I used it for like spare projects. 
Uh, so yeah, they definitely do last. Yeah, because like my iPad I've had for a little over a year now, and it's like there's like I can just have this thing for years to come, you know? Because mm-hmm. they keep them updated too. Yeah, like there's some like I guess like Google and Samsung, they're sort of moving in that direction of like having their devices uh, supported for longer, but Apple always tends to beat them in that area. Moving on to my other purchase. <laughs> So um, Steam Deck came on Wednesday. It's Q3. Q3. Yeah. (laughs) Then in Q3, it ended up being from, yeah, you might get this at the end of Q3 to, well, here you go. Here is it. Um, So it came on Wednesday um, and I suddenly felt like a kid on Christmas and not just because it was a new thing, you know, but I I suddenly like had all this possibility with this device Mm -hmm. uh, because it can do whatever the fuck you want it to do. Like, like truly. Um, and, um, what I mean by that is that like, if you just want to stay within steam and, you know, you just want to play steam games and sort of treat it like a, like a regular console, like just a handheld console. Yeah, you can do that. It's fine. You know, and and it'll work. Um, or if you want to just branch out to other PC stores, you know, you got games on um, GOG or Epic Store, you know, or Itch, then yeah, you could do that too. It's not that hard. Um, or if you want to even go further, like I did, <laughs> and turn it into like uh, the emulation thing that's going to replace literally all of your handheld devices all at once, <laughs> then yeah, I could do that too. Um, so like I got it and immediately the first thing I did was I took the SD card I converted, uh, into the Vita I had and immediately slammed it in there. Cause I'm like, when am I going to use the Vita now? Sure. Like ever, because the Vita was going to be the stopgap until I got this thing. Cause I didn't think I'd get this anytime soon. Um, but it's like, okay, well I got it. So let's go. Um, so like I got the 512 gigabyte Steam Deck and so then I immediately threw in a 250 gigabyte SD card. Um, and so the way I have it set up is the internal SSD is going to be for the PC games and then the SD card is for all the emulation stuff. Um, and there is a program that makes the emulation stuff really friggin' easy and it's called EmuDeck. And you basically just run through that and it, it can install literally every emulator that exists or you can pick the ones that you want. Um, but and when I mean literally all of them, I mean it. It goes from arcade cabinets and Atari all the way to Switch. Wow. I wasn't expecting Switch. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> it'll just go ahead and do that. And it'll set up the folder structure for you, too. So you just have to dump in your ROMs and your BIOS files Mm -hmm. and then go through another like go through the same program. And then it imports the games into Steam OS. So then they show up in your library as if they were like native games. That's really sick. Yeah. Um, So what I have right now is like, okay, um, PS2 emulator with uh, SMT uh, Digital Devil Saga 1 and 2. Of course, okay, everybody's go to when they. Uh huh. <laughs> of course, it's working. Uh, Persona 3 FES on PS2, it's working. Uh, the PSP emulator with Persona 1, it's working. Uh, PSP emulator with the Persona 2 Eternal Punishment uh, English translation that we talked about a few shows back, it's working. Um, the SNES emulator with uh smt if english patch is technically working i have to fix the english patch for it um so the one thing i need to definitely try to get working is the switch emulation Mm -hmm. because normally what you do is you use a hacked switch to transfer like your configuration files and some kind of key file over along with your games and your saves 
Um, unfortunately, the only way to have a hacked switch is to have one of like the original models and have it like unpatched. Yeah. And that is the only way you can have a hacked switch because it's a hardware um, hardware exploit. So anything that was made, I think um, it's like either 2018 or 2019 or later cannot be hacked whatsoever mm -hmm. so there's a very limited number i remember it'd be very it would be very rare to find like a ps3 that you could do that too because it had to be on a certain old model and it had to have like software version or firmware version like 3.50 or whatever or earlier yeah, 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 it couldn't yeah, be anything yeah. late later than that so people would sell those on ebay and stuff yeah it was the same for the Vita for a while until it was finally cracked. And I'm sure the same thing will eventually happen to Switch, eventually. But as of right now, it's it's a hardware thing. Um, so there's apparently another, like, you can get somebody else's key file and this configuration file. But I haven't gotten it to work yet. Um, and the, I, so, like, if this thing can replace the Switch, like, completely, like, holy hell. Yeah, that's wild. Holy hell. Yeah. And mostly, and I know, like, the, you're going to laugh. The only reason I care is because of SMT5 and because I talked about before how like poorly that game runs on its native Switch and how it should be ported to any console that can actually run it at a decent frame rate and a draw distance that makes sense. Um, so if, the, if, <laughs> if this thing can run Switch at native or slightly better, then my God, yeah, is that insane. It's like you always, there's always games where it's like, oh, that would play really well on a handheld. I hope it comes to, you know, Switch someday or whatever. It's like this, the Steam Deck could potentially eliminate that question for you. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. The other crazy thing is uh, 3DS emulation. Mm -hmm. So this thing can also emulate the 3DS. Uh, so since I already have a hacked 3DS, I dumped all my games, all my saves and transferred them over. Uh, and let me tell you something, 3DS games in 720p look pretty damn good. Yeah. It's, am it's amazing what they'll look like whenever they could actually be upscaled. Um, and it's actually really cool. So like the 3DS, it has two screens and it's like, well, how's that going to work? Uh, the emulator has a bunch of modes for it. You can either play them side by side. You can, if the game like really doesn't use the bottom screen, you can just have one screen be completely dominant, you know, in like sort of a widescreen format. Um, you can have one screen be most of the uh, screen real estate and then one is like a thumbnail size. Um, and you could also switch between all those modes on the fly. And that's the other awesome thing about the Steam Deck is that it has basically every kind of input mode you would need. So it's got, you know, regular controller buttons and it's got um, analog triggers, you know. Uh, it's also got a touch screen. Oh. It's also got the two trackpad uh, pads on the side. So you can replicate a 3DS pretty accurately. Yep. Man. So you can map the touch pads to act as the touch screen, or you can just use the touch screen as the touch screen. Uh, and it even has on the back uh, two sets of paddles, like that act as the uh, L4, R4. R4, L5, L5 buttons. So just extra inputs you can map to whatever. So like uh, in the emulator, it maps that to switching the screen modes and it happens instantaneously. So you can just keep switching the screen modes. So like if you don't need to use the touch screen all the time, but you need it sometimes, then you can just switch like that. It's really slick. It's amazing that <laughs> this thing can do this shit. Um, yeah. It's it's wild. Um, the other thing I set up was uh, PS5 remote play. Oh, uh, that took a little configuration. Uh, at first, it wasn't working. Uh, then it was working, but the audio was crackling really bad. 
I had to change a bunch of like bitrate configurations. Um, finally got that to work. <laughs> so I was remote playing Soul Hackers <laughs> to that. Uh, so yeah, so this thing has basically turned into like the dream SMT machine for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is working. <laughs> Wait, just via remote play or, or like natively? Natively. Oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> that's that's yeah. extremely cool. Yeah. So this one is actually really interesting. Just the setup. Um, I know nobody gives a shit, but like I just find this interesting. The, like the way that you like install it. Um, so I might have talked about this before, but um, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's available on Steam, but it also has its own launcher. Yes. And normally, uh, if you use one of the two, you're stuck to that version. So like if you uh, downloaded and signed up for, with the game on Steam, you're stuck to the Steam version. And you can't transfer over and use the official launcher. And that's just the way it is. I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. Um, so say that you actually did that and you have the Steam version and that's where your account is. Uh, then you're good to go. You can just install it and run it. That's fine. Um, but like most people, you use the official launcher, which is the way you should do it because it gets updates slightly faster. Um, then you have to go through a little workaround, but it still works. So what you need to do is you have to download the trial version on Steam, then use XIV Launcher, which is the launcher that you use to um, install mods and shit. Anyway, if you want, like, do that. Mm -hmm. uh, they came out with a native Linux version. So you go through their install process. They use the Steam install of the trial, install the rest of the game. You log in, boom, you're good to go. Just like that. Hmm. <laughs> and it runs... <laughs> fantastically wow it runs so good it runs 720p at the um preset high laptop settings wow and at 60 frames per second that's like nothing fantastic so like obviously yeah. you're not going to be doing like raids or intense things on here but for like i don't no. know farming or any like yes. mundane stuff it's got to be perfect yes yep so i did my daily tribe quests i did uh island sanctuary uh 720p 60 frames um, it fucking tanked the battery life. Oh, sure. You. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do that for about two hours, I would say. That's not that it, bad. The battery, yeah, I know. Like, but that was, that was about it, uh, for 14. Um, so yes, yeah, so like little things like that, crafting, gathering, um, maybe a dungeon if you want to get, you know, a little frisky, uh -huh. but yeah, that, that's, that's, that's about it. But it runs really well. It was really surprising. Uh, and that's pretty damn cool. Um, as far as PC stuff goes, what it's actually designed for. Yes, that's right. You almost forget um, about that with everything I, else. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's uh, it's kind of cool going just through your library and seeing like what is like deck verified and what they kind of put on like the playable, but like with some qualifiers. Sure. Because it comes up with this scary yellow exclamation mark and that means playable, but there's some caveats. Uh, and then it goes into detail what those caveats are. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm going to install that anyway. And usually it means, uh, at least in my experience, like the most common caveat I've seen is that uh, sometimes instead of like Steam button prompts showing up, it shows keyboard and mouse prompts. Oh, OK. I feel like you can live with that. Yeah, it's like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and install this because it's because it literally says, yeah, it runs and it's completely playable, but it'll say like the enter key instead of a mm -hmm. that, that's fucking fine. So as long as the, as long as the button works, it's fine. Uh, and then there's like community controller configurations and shit anyway. Sure. So like, yeah, this, this is this is not a problem. Um, and then of course, like if it has, you know, the do not go sign, then it, it won't run at all. 
Um, and I do have a bunch of games like that. Uh, it's kind of surprising what games like won't run uh, and what games will. Like just going through, um, like for example, um, Final Fantasy 13 uh, works. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 2 doesn't, but Final Fantasy 13 3 does. Oh, why is that? Do you think? Um, it said something about like it uses its own launcher, and the launcher like it doesn't load, or it's hard to navigate. Something like that. Okay. It, it's it's kind of strange. Um, the other thing is that like even if something doesn't run, or like there are caveats. There are apparently, um, like, so, like, uh, if a game has a native Linux version, then it's just going to work. It's just going to friggin' work. Um, but everything else that's a Windows game is running through the compatibility layer called Proton. And uh, there are different versions of Proton, and there's even, like, an experimental version of Proton. And then there's even an open-source community version of Proton called GE. And apparently that goes game by game and fixes specific issues and things. Um and so you can just install that, and that apparently fixes a lot of things. Like, for example, in Persona 4, 4 Golden, it apparently fixes a glitch where, like, some movies, like the anime cutscenes, just won't play. Mm -hmm. And so this this GE uh, uh, Proton version just fixes that completely. Um, so, like, there's a lot of stuff. And um, if something doesn't work, like, uh, Proton is uh, only one compatibility layer. There's also one called Wine, which has existed for a long time to get Linux uh, to run Windows games and apps. So you can use that instead. Uh, there's another program called Lutris, which uses Wine to like try to get games to run. So like there are so many options to just get shit to work on this damn thing. Um, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, sounds like it. This is more than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. And since like it's been such a success, like and the adoption has been crazy. Uh, and since it's so open, there's just like so many like community projects and devs working on shit and, you know, just like little tweaks and shit you can find for pretty much anything like this. Um, the way to get PS5 remote play working is that you use a program called Chiaki, which it's named after a fucking Danganronpa character, because why the fuck not? Um, and so that that's just like an open source thing that you you can get on uh, um, GitHub, but it's also in like the uh, Discover, sort of like the app store of the Steam Deck that you get to on the desktop page. Um, but there's a better version that somebody else made. Since it's open source, somebody else can just take it and try to make a better version. Mm -hmm. And that version uh, has automatic wake sleep for the PS5, which the original didn't. Ooh. And so like people are just like constantly iterating on all this shit. And it hasn't even been a year that this thing has been out. Yeah. Um, and so many people haven't even so, gotten their hands on it yet. Right, right. Um, like if you want to do Xbox streaming, uh, Microsoft released their own like support page for it. Wow. To get it to work. And you just have to, I think you just have to install this, the edge browser and like configure that and then get it going that way. Um, so yeah, if you want to do Xbox cloud streaming, it, there's like an official option for it. Oh you my know? God. Like if you have game pass, that's like such a huge library all by itself. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really yeah. limitless here. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. It's mind boggling. So like I have spent not a lot of time in the last couple of days playing games yeah. <laughs> because I've just been like setting all this shit up so I can eventually have fun. Right. Um, but it's just cause like, that's what I mean. Like you can do as much as you want with this damn thing because it is a computer. Like literally to set up some of this stuff, I plugged in a USB-C dongle and then a keyboard to type shit in. Wow, yeah. And then a, a lot of the stuff that I'm downloading, like I'm opening up Firefox, you know, and going to the web pages and just downloading the shit and 
like zip files and all this stuff. Like it's not like a mobile browser or anything like that. It's full Firefox. It's full, you know, uh, file manager, you know, like it's it's a full computer. Um, and then at the same time, if that's like all intimidating, you just stay within Steam. Yes. And then you're you're fine. AKA you're good to go. Me, what I would be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's and it works great. It's it's really remarkable. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, it really is. It really is. Um, Should Nintendo be scared or do they just still have so much of a stranglehold on the casual people like me? Um, I think that like they have such mind control yeah. over like Nintendo fans right. that are obsessed with Zelda, you know, and, and give me and that, Mario give me that and, new like, fire emblem. Yeah. 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 And freak out whenever there's like, you know, a, a, a sniff of a Pokemon, right? you know, like every time. Um, so I think they'll be fine yeah, regardless. I think so too. But like for anybody else that is like buys a Nintendo game because there's like an exclusive game that they have to play on that system, you know, but then like gets burned by it or like only uses it for that. I think this is just such a better option, especially if you go for the cheaper Steam Deck, mm -hmm. which is like pretty much the price of a Switch. Was it maybe a like, hundred dollars more? It's like a hundred dollars more, but then you don't have to worry about like buying a Joy-Con or, you know, any of that shit. And you're getting so much more with it. Can like, you... um? hook it up to a monitor or television yes yeah yes so the the, yes. the switch doesn't even have that advantage <laughs> right you need you, you need you need the dock you know you need all that shit yeah um this is just a USB-C connection so if like you just use a dongle there are third-party docks um the official steam dock has been like delayed a bunch of times so that's not out yet um i don't even know what the price of that's going to be um but yeah you can just use a USB-C dongle or a USB-C to HDMI uh converter so wait you and it, can, it'll just work yeah you can hook it up to a screen and then you could i'm assuming do like a wireless like bluetooth controller yes and boom you have like a home console yes yes yeah you have a home computer a home computer yeah yeah it can be your computer mm -hmm. if you yeah it's it's ridiculous yeah yeah it's really sick um, i'm not buying it yeah. though i'm not doing it but it's it sounds great yeah yeah um i have to keep telling myself that i'm not buying it because i'm not sure it's 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 really tempting. That's why I put in the the five dollars or whatever the fuck the reservation was. Yeah, and that's why whenever my my time came up, I couldn't I couldn't say no. I couldn't lose that you know place. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Uh, hopefully, like they keep ramping up production, and like hopefully, eventually, you can just like go to a store and just buy one. Yes, you know, mm -hmm. just get it at Best Buy. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I think that's I think that's everything. Nice for now. Yeah, for now, I'm sure there'll be updates because there's so yeah. much possibility there. Now let's get into uh, some less fun gaming stuff. Sure. Um, no, uh, Fred Durst news this week, unfortunately. No, no. Uh, I, in the notes, I called this, uh, did it all for the Moogle Papa Roach edition. Um, <laughs> I wrote that at like one in the morning. And what I meant by that was that like, I was only going to do this segment as a last resort. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but here we are. Um, so, uh, I, uh, I don't even know if I want to do this. Uh, Square Enix doesn't know how to balance their fucking game. Um, and it's it's getting to a point where like they clearly don't know what to do or how to fix shit. Should we set a clock for um, this rant? May, that, that might be a good idea, actually. You know what? <laughs> no, I'm like, that's I'm actually, kidding unless you really want to do that. But. No, that's actually a good that's actually a good idea. Um, I like how this defaulted to one hour. That is very funny. Uh, give me 15 minutes on the clock. Oh, shit. That was longer than um, I thought. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, no, okay. go ahead. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Square Enix doesn't know how to balance their fucking game. The balance is that, like, between classes is that the worst it's been uh, since I've been playing, pretty much. Um, tanks right now are so out of whack that it's kind of hard to fathom, especially because in the last expansion, tanks were the most balanced they've ever been. Uh, right now, uh, Gunbreaker and Dark Knight are doing so much more damage than Paladin and Warrior, and it, there's pretty much no reason for it. Um, this all came to a head because the new raid is out. And the the f first week, people going for the world race clears and, you know, first week clears, um, they have, uh, like, it's called minimum item level. So, like, they're working with the lowest possible amount of gear. Right. Um, but this time around, the raid was delayed by two weeks on purpose. Uh, to So players had time to do the rest of the content. Um, so this means that everybody had slightly more gear than they normally would have because they had two weeks to get more gear. Uh, instead of having an advantage of the DPS check, the DPS check for the final raid was so ridiculously tight that unless you had a specific team composition, you could not meet the check. It was impossible to meet the check. So if you brought a warrior or a paladin, you could not meet the check. You had to swap to Gunbreaker uh, and Dark Knight. That check's bouncing. No, basically. So there was no other way. I have no commentary here, so I'm just throwing out whatever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's just the tanks. Uh, melee DPS is fucking busted. It's fucking busted. Melee as a whole is doing way too much damage compared to the rest of the classes. Uh, at the same time, Reaper is doing so much less than the rest of the melee. Um, but the melees have it ridiculously easy. Hitbox sizes are so enormous that they can get uptime from wherever the fuck they are. Uh, there's no positionals anymore. They have true north, whatever the fuck they want. Um, it... Mm, Machinist. Machinist has been the lowest damage since the expansion released. It's also one of my favorite Japanese breakfasts. Sure. It's also a really good Christian Bale movie. Um, and it's been the lowest DPS since the expansion released. Meanwhile, it provides the least amount of party utility. So there is zero reason to ever bring a machinist over a dancer or a bard. But they refuse to buff machinist. They refuse to. It's been in the garbage bin since the expansion released, and it's only getting worse. It's only getting worse. Um, it, I really don't know what they're doing. Uh, casters, this is my home turf. This is my. This is where I play DPS. Casters are also in, in the garbage bin. They're doing as much damage as physical ranged which doesn't make sense because they have to pay the caster tax. And I know that's a ridiculous phrase. It's like you got to pay the troll toll. Pretty much. <laughs> the caster tax means is that while physical range basically always have uptime because they can move wherever they want, casters have to stand still and cast things. Otherwise, whenever they move, their casts get interrupted. Um, so that's what the caster tax is. Uh, at the same time, they changed Summoner to only have like three casts, which is so dumb. It's so dumb what they did to Summoner with this rework. Summoner is so stupid. Um, but Summoner now does more damage than Red Mage, but Red Mage brings a ridiculous amount of party utility. Red Mage's rotation is so much more difficult than Summoner. Summoner, you could give it to a toddler and they could do the same amount of damage that a top-end summoner can do, because summoner is that fucking easy. But summoner now does more damage than red mage. But if they buff summoner, or they buff red mage to do more damage than summoner, there's zero reason to ever take a summoner, because red mage would do more damage and provide so much more party utility. So what they need to do is get rid of the res 
from Summoner, which they were going to do, but chickened out on, rework it and give it more damage, but they're not going to do that. Um, so they had a patch on Tuesday to kind of sort of address the balance and the insane DPS check of the last fight. Okay. Their excuse for why it was so tough is complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. Before the raid came out, they said that um, they knew that there would be two weeks of extra gear and that they did not adjust the difficulty of the raid to compensate so that it might be easier than previously because they didn't want to do any last minute adjustments and throw things out of whack. That's bullshit because the DPS check was this tight. Now, whenever they release the patch notes for on Tuesday, they claim that uh, in their testing, the, the developer raid team that did the testing was just so good that the DPS check didn't matter. So they increased the uh, um, boss HP by 1%. Hmm. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. <laughs> They're lying through their teeth. The only way that would matter is if they had a friggin' god comp of the party. So that means that they definitely had Gunbreaker, Dark Knight, they probably had Black Mage, they probably had Ninja and Samurai and a Dancer, and that's what they rolled with. So they had the perfect composition. So of course the DPS check didn't matter. Mm -hmm. So instead of fixing the balance of the classes that are so out of whack, which is a majority of them, by the way, the majority of the classes are currently out of, black, out of whack. I'm not even touching the healers because we'd be here all fucking day if I talked about the healers. Um, instead of trying to adjust the balance of the classes that are so thoroughly broken right now, uh, they just took away that 1% that they buffed the boss before release. Huh. That does not fix the underlying problem. Doesn't sound like it. That does not fix the underlying problem whatsoever. They keep kicking the can down the road. Yeah. They keep doing this. They keep basically saying, well, 7.0 will fix this. 7.0 is going to fix this. But that's a year and a half away at the earliest. Yeah, that's kind of wild to be claiming that because that's that's so far away. At the earliest. They've already said that they have reworks planned for Astro and for uh, and for uh, Dragoon. Now they, they gave small, tiny, tiny buffs to Paladin and Warrior in the same patch that functionally did nothing. Functionally did nothing. And in the patch notes now said that uh, the fundamental design of Paladin isn't working and so has to be fixed at a later date. By that, they mean 7.0. They definitely mean 7.0 because they're not going to fix it anytime soon because they clearly don't have an idea of what they need to do. Right. They don't. They don't. So 7.0 is going to feature Astro Rework, Dragoon Rework, now Paladin, and they have to do something with Machinist. They have to. They can't leave it like this. It doesn't make sense. So that's four classes that need total reworks in 7.0 that are so broken right now in the middle of an expansion that they're just like sort of waving their hands and kicking the can down the road. Now, is this um like, is, uh, you know, I, I take your word for this. Like, I'm not, you know, trying to say anything about your credibility, but it, what's the mm -hmm. community at large saying? Is this a, is this like a, a big problem for most people playing the game? Um, casual players, no, they're not going to notice. Okay. This is, this is like the rating community. Sure, sure. Um, like, like if you're just playing normal content, you can play whatever you want and you're fine. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like in order to do their job at, uh, a, a normal level, like just playing dungeons and, you know, whatever, all the jobs are functional. Like the tanks can tank, right? Sure. Like they do that role. This is just, um, damage abilities. This is like, mostly. you're talking about like, I guess like the meta. Right. Yes. This is like yes. this is like the, yes. the super committed players that are playing this game every week. Yes. Doing all the stuff. 
Here's the problem. The meta has never mattered before. Oh, okay. It has never mattered. The game has always been play what you want. Yeah. Play what you want. Everything can clear. Ideally, that should be the goal for any sort of competitive or online game. Yeah. And that has been what they succeeded at. Play what you want. Everything can clear. Suddenly, in this raid tier, suddenly everything couldn't clear. Everything couldn't clear. Hmm. The best warriors and the best paladins that were going for world first could not clear on those jobs. They had to switch. They had to switch. Right. That's insane. That's a shame, really. Yeah. The balance has never been this bad. And they could say that the excuse is that the number crunch, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Because um, for this expansion, they they changed the um, like total number of damage that we do and like HP values. Um, like they basically chopped off a zero. That's really what they did. Right. I'm, I'm sure there were more calculations on the back end. But like instead of doing um, like an ability doing 100k damage, it now does, you know, 10k, right? Like let's those aren't exact, but you know what I mean? Yes. Like the, the total numbers are lower is what they did. So they crunched the numbers down lower. Um, so they could say it's the fault of that, but it's, 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 it's design, it's job design. Um, and like, it, they're just decisions that don't make sense. And it, it goes back to like, th they clearly don't have enough hands on deck for everything mm -hmm. and something always suffers uh last expansion it was uh the ultimate that got that got shuffled and moved around so we didn't have an ultimate and it was also the deep dungeon we didn't get a deep dungeon that expansion instead we got uh large scale open field content okay whatever fine um this this expansion now and uh we got pvp overall and we're getting uh savage dungeons okay fine but what, what are we losing now? Now we're losing open field content and we still don't know if we're getting deep dungeon. And we clearly, clearly have lost something in job balance instead. So like there's always a, 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 like a devil's bargain. Like we gain something, but lose something else. Right. But meanwhile, in Stormblood, this was not the case. We had our cake and we could eat it too. Jobs were balanced and we got all the content. Mm -hmm. So something's got to give. The, I, they say that it is not a factor. They say this up and down. It is not a factor and that these are different. They're different teams. But the only thing that changed after Stormblood was Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. That is the only thing. Members of the Heavensward team were converted to stop working on 14 to work on Final Fantasy 16. That is, that's the difference. Sounds like the culprit. Like what, what, what else is going on? Shadowbringers towards the end had COVID. Yeah. Okay, fine. So there was content, but that was, we didn't lose content that we already, like, the only thing that uh, we lost because of COVID was the ultimate. Everything else that we lost was already being planned to lose. Like, nothing was canceled aside from the ultimate that we didn't already know about. We already knew there wasn't going to be a deep, deep dungeon. Mm -hmm. This time around, like, we knew there wasn't going to be open field content. We didn't know the balance was going to be this fucking bad, especially this late into the expansion. Damn. Anyway. There's my 14 fan. Oh, I think you came week. in a couple minutes under the uh, the clock. I got 15 seconds left. Oh, okay. I'm just calculating. Shit. Yeah, it sounds frustrating. Hopefully, you know, over time, some things will be straightened out there because that's, you know, when you're uh, making things worse for your most dedicated player base, that's never a good thing. Yeah. Uh, um, we talked about SMT a little earlier. Uh, I just want to mention this. Uh, it was surprising. Uh, Atlas is releasing a physical collector's edition for the Persona 5 Royal re-releases. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of not like they're just sort of 
going all in on merch and collector shit. Because um, they know people will go to great lengths to <laughs> to acquire yeah, it. Yeah, but what is really surprising is that I don't want it. That is shocking, actually. Yeah, I, I took a look at it and I was like, I don't want this. Huh. Uh, there, there's there's nothing in there for me. Um, the only thing I would want is the tarot cards. But oh, of course, it is not worth it is not worth like the hundred twenty dollars just for that. Sure. Um, so it's like I already have uh, the original Royal Collector's Edition. Um, or did I have the original? I probably have both. Yeah, you have the original Persona 5s and then the Royals as well, right? So this is the, the third collector's edition of this game. Yes. My goodness. Yeah, and I have the um, vinyl soundtracks. So it's like, I mm, this doesn't have anything for me. Right. So I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, me, me too, because I'm getting it on uh, Game Pass. <laughs> right, yeah, you're not paying anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like it's got a bag like from one of the characters that I don't like and um, find that uh, was given too much of a spotlight in Royal to begin with. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I don't want this. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, they didn't make everybody it just for you, so... No, 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 but it's like, yeah, everybody else can fight over it. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Um, no, um... I'll enjoy my... Not going into that Amazon Japan account again? No, no, I'm not. They don't have they, a different... No, this is actually... They don't have a different version? Uh, I didn't look, actually. Don't. Just don't. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, no. What have I done? Um, I don't even know what to search for. Okay, pre-order... Nope, this is the U.S. Pre-orders open. Mm, I don't know if Japan got a... Well, anyway, no, I don't need it. I'm enjoying my uh, Soul Hackers uh, Japanese <laughs> right. order. Yeah. So. So you're set. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. Um, and that's it for gaming stuff for now. Actually, I can I throw a couple things at you? I, I threw yeah. in the notes here last minute. Um, I wanted to mention Overwatch 2 news yes. here. I want to get your take yes. on this. As yeah. someone who's played in, in the game's heyday, you played yes. uh, quite a bit of Overwatch, definitely more than I did. Mm -hmm. um, so they, there's been some controversy surrounding the battle pass that's going to come along with the start of Overwatch 2 and the game going free mm -hmm. to play. Um, because the info leaked a couple weeks ago that um, detailed how new characters, uh, starting with Season 1's character Kiriko, will be locked behind the Battle Pass. So basically, you have two options. You either purchase the Battle Pass and get the new character right away, or you grind out um, like 50-some-odd levels of the free version, and eventually you get that character. Um, I'm wondering what, yeah, your, ta what your, your initial take is on this yeah it's uh insanely dumb okay that's what i figured you would say it's insanely dumb <laughs> because uh previously all characters were free yes right and that was sort of the ethos of overwatch was that everybody got the characters everybody got the maps yes and that all the previously the monetization was loot boxes and that all the loot boxes were funding development and so that was why they were able to offer up new content for free even though uh there was basically after the first year no new content really um the events were recycled every year and uh new characters slowed to a crawl uh same with maps and every map they introduced was actually worse than the last and they had to keep taking them out of uh circulation because everybody hated them um <laughs> like 
Isn't that sad? Isn't that fucking sad? It is. <laughs> that, like, all the content they introduced, and actually half the characters they introduced, everybody hated it as well. Um, except for, like, you know, fan artists. And, like, from from a from a character design perspective, people like them. Right. But from a gameplay from perspective, gameplay, everybody yeah. fucking hated mm-hmm. them. Um, th- so this is so fucking stupid. Like, they, they've already moved in a direction where, like, even picking a character doesn't really matter all that much. Like, so a character can kind of do whatever. Uh, they're just, like, sanding off everything that makes all the characters unique, you know? Which, to a degree, I feel like you kind of have to do at a certain point when you have so many of them. Like, I kind of sympathize with that because things can kind of get out of hand. You know, how do you possibly make every character unique at a certain point? But you don't have to sort of make it so, like, picking a character doesn't matter. No, no, that's that's the extreme. That's going too far. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, but the point of the, the original point of the game was that you could switch on the fly. Yes. To counter what the other team had. And, and yeah. everything they've done since, whether it's locking it to 2-2-2 two, 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 or, you know, like everything else is just like, like roll queue. So like, you can't just decide to like go, you know, single healer if you could handle it, right? Shit like that just took away everything that was dynamic about the game. Yeah, that's the big concern with this battle pass um, structure that they have here, right? Because it it goes against the spirit of what you were just saying of being able to strategically change characters on the fly and and have access to all those characters because if you haven't unlocked this new hero then you don't have the option to play as that hero and potentially use like the strategy that comes along with it and so like you're limiting certain parts of the player base from actually like participating in the game as it should be intended to play here's the really here's the really insidious thing okay if they follow the same pattern they used to every new character introduced is a counter to the last when they introduced Mm, mm -hmm. and they did this partially to fix the balancing issues that they created themselves so like uh brigitte was introduced to stop dive characters from completely dominating healers right right and then brigitte dominated so then they introduced a flying character that brigitte couldn't touch because brigitte was ground-based so you see what i mean yes so okay maybe this will be fine for the first character because i believe the way that they're even doing it is if you own overwatch one you automatically get the character yes Um, I don't know if that's the case after this, though, like going forward. It, I don't know. I don't think it is either. I think they're just saying for this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get like battle pass and all that. Right. So this character, since it's new and shiny, is probably going to be good and might even dominate. Right. Because that's kind of what they do. They, more, they fuck up like there's, that. Well, not even that, but there's more incentive to do that now because you they want that your too. money. That too. But now... Well, you could even consider this. Let's just say that like this is basically the free character. Okay. Right. Like I don't. I don't even know a lot of people that are even gonna play Overwatch two that didn't play Overwatch one. I don't even know how they're attracting new players. Right. 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 To begin with. So let's say let's say a lot of people already have this character and she's dominating. The next character they introduce counters this character. Mm-hmm. But now now you need that character. You need that character on your team. Right. But and some of your, your teammates options, won't your have that are. ability yet if they have your Yeah, it. the other team the other team's got her, your team doesn't exactly. because nobody nobody paid the money. Nobody leveled up the battle pass cuz it takes too long to grind. Yeah. And nobody paid the cash. Cuz battle passes you could say that you have to grind to a specific level, but as far as I have 
I've seen. Most games battle passes, you even, if you're on the free version, they even level up slower than the, the paid they've one. Already says they've already said there are XP boosts for there the, you go. the paid version. Yeah. Yep. yep. The, the, yeah, the free versions of battle passes are designed to make you want to spend for the premium battle. Yeah, they're shitty on purpose. That's all, that's all that they're doing. Yeah. They might even be more manipulative than loot boxes, to be honest with you. There's the argument to be made, yeah. Like, loot boxes obviously exploit people with uh, gambling predisposition, you know, uh, they they fuck with, like, the heads of kids, right? They're, they're awful and predatory, but the psychology of what uh, battle passes are doing and the, the FOMO of that whole thing might be worse They're, you know it's a different i think it's just a different kind of uh yeah of, yeah of, uh, maybe mean yeah maybe maybe just for me then you know because i don't have like a gambling uh issue yeah but, so maybe maybe for me it's it's more insidious um but yeah this this just blows and uh what was the what was the other point i was gonna make i will men- I, I will mention um so they did say that as far as not everybody having access to the new character as soon as it comes out um they're also keeping the new characters out of the competitive mode for a period of time and they say it's both for like tuning reasons like balancing reasons and it supposedly is meant to allow those free-to-play players to to, you know, have the time and grind out those characters before they're that's, used in competitive. That's partially bullshit because they would do that with every new character anyway. I agree. Yeah, I think it's like, oh, we could use this as an excuse. Yeah, they would do that anyway. Yeah. And it's it's a reason for people to see the character in quick play. Yes. On the other on the other team or somebody playing it on your team. I, um... um yeah. Yeah, I, this just this just sucks. It sucks. I, I also was looking at the other stuff in the Battle Pass, um, which a good Battle Pass should only be strictly cosmetic it should not affect gameplay so okay so yeah so this is the other thing this is the other thing yeah um they're they're creating a problem and then selling you the solution 100 percent. the characters were previously free and now they're saying um well you can earn it for free it's like no why would i work for that yeah why would i work for something that used to just be a feature of the game their argument is that like oh now that the game is free to play we have to monetize it somehow it's like yeah with cosmetics and with cosmetics. only cosmetics which is basically what you were doing before anyway right the thing with the loot boxes was that the cosmetics were so good that people would spend money on loot boxes and fall into that trap yeah right? um or even grind or even just grind out loot boxes to get what they wanted that was the whole point and they made money hand over fist with loot boxes yeah like that was now, cosmetics now you just worked. now you just shift to making really nice cosmetics and being able to purchase them outright and not have to gamble i'm sure that yeah, would sell so fine as well Apparently, they're also doing that, too. Of course, of course. Yeah, they're going to make a killing off this. Right. So it wasn't necessary to put the uh, the characters, be- lock them behind. No, not at all. I was going to bring up, uh, for a comparison, and I, there are plenty of issues with Fortnite and Epic and all that, but Fortnite, I think, is master of the battle pass. Um, For one, which I don't, I was looking over the, like, um, Overwatch one, and I didn't notice if the battle pass, when you buy it and you play through it, if it comes with, like, the in-game currency that allows you to get the next one for free and just keep doing that because the way that fortnite works is you can buy the battle pass one time and as long as you complete it every season you have enough currency to get the next battle pass for free so it just keeps like that cycle where you don't have to buy it every time you just buy it once and then you play and then you get it free next time and so on is that considered like prestiging 
Is that what that's called? Mm, that's a Call of Duty thing. That's different. Okay. Um, because I saw people saying like, oh, it looks like there's no way to prestige the battle pass. I mean, do, pe- I, do people call it that? I only know that term from Call of Duty and that meant something quite different. Um, okay. That, yeah. But the thing about Fortnite is like, so you, if you play it enough, you only have to buy the battle pass one time and you're set. And then also it's never a grind. Like I played Fortnite very, very casually and not that often. And I still complete the, the main battle pass every season. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the way to do it. And it, it sounds like Overwatch is probably going to make it more of a grind than that. And also, of course, they're impacting gameplay, which is a big known. Yeah. So to, to their credit, they did say the challenges won't be anything like like the daily challenges or whatever won't be anything like, oh, you have to get three headshots with Widowmaker. Right. Or like hyper specific things like that. They want it to be more focused on like wins and team team goals i mean that sounds fine that sounds good but we still don't know how fast progression will work or how much right that's the real question yeah which that's a wait and see to be fair i'm not you know you can't bash them on that yet but i don't like and i could be wrong but i didn't see any earning of currency that would allow you to get the next battle pass for free which i think is a big a big l on their part like having to purchase it with money every season that sucks you know like that just sucks Mm -hmm. And that mm-hmm. that's that's like like because Fortnite like you're you're um, incentivizing people to play while also like rewarding the players that keep up with the game, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It just I feel like I'll download it when it comes out free to play. Um, Overwatch, that is. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending any money on it. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, like even like the theme for the first season, the first battle pass cosmetically is cyberpunk, which sounds awesome. Like that sounds like it would fit perfectly into the aesthetic of the game. And Mm -hmm. if they didn't dangle the carrot of this new character in front of me, I'd be like, oh, maybe I would dish out a few bucks for this battle pass because I'm going to be playing the game. I'll get some cool cosmetics. But it's like, no, you kind of burned me already on on principle here, you know? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. It's also like, <laughs> I don't know, like from a from a the company standpoint, it's like, OK, you have to before the game even comes out, you have to be on the defensive. It's just yeah. a bad look. I don't know. Yeah. You have to be well, like because apparently this got leaked. It did before they announced it. It did. So they're they're already like backpedal. Well, not backpedaling because they're not taking anything back, but they're on the defensive. They have to explain themselves at every turn. Now. Yeah. But their defense was like, well, uh, wait until we have the full details. And then the full details just confirmed the leak. Yeah. (laughs) So everybody was right to be angry. Like they're gaslighting us. Yeah. And it's not working. No, it's not. (laughs) So it's just everything about this game has just not been good from the jump. This would have been an opportunity to really like change the public's perception and get some some goodwill going and make some meaningful changes. You know, the whole move to free to play could be a real uh, a real like turning point if they if they handle it well. But if the game if the game was good again, I would just rather pay the the 40 to 60 bucks for the game than all this shit. But that, of course, is not how things work anymore. No, it's not. Um, Speaking of of figuring out how to navigate video games. Can I just bring up NHL 23 real quick? Sure. I'm sure. still, I'm struggling. So there's like three weeks or so until the game comes out. Um, and I still yeah. don't know what to do about it. Um, so, you know, the ultimate team aspect of it all is what hooked me 
the past two years, I just don't think I have it in me to, to go through that again. Um, cause it's a very, it's a time sink. It's an investment. You have to always be keeping up with it. Um, and I don't feel like there will be many meaningful changes this year to the mode where it's like, I'm going to end up with that feeling of like, okay, I've, I've been through this all before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not even to mention the sort of, uh, insidious nature of EA and their monetization of, of all of it. Um, so I'm like, okay, can I purchase this video game and have enough self-control to not touch that aspect of it? Mm. And is, do I even want to? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't know. Mm. So it's like, do I just, do I buy the game? Do I play like franchise mode and make my own fun with that? Right. Right. Like I could, I'm thinking of like, okay, I could do like a, an Arizona Coyotes rebuild because they're the worst team in hockey. Yeah. And that could be fun. And especially mm-hmm. if, I don't know if they've done this, but if they, if they've brought the, their new uh, stadium situation into the game where you're, oh. where you're playing in like a, a 5,000 seat college arena. I don't know if they've done that. Yeah. I don't know if they've announced that yet. I, I hope they do. Um, but that would be pretty cool too. Um, I could mm-hmm. also do like, you know, do like a Penguins franchise and play every game, you know, where I wouldn't be playing every game if I'm doing like a GM sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that this that the NHL franchise has that I have not even really dipped my toes into is uh, the world of Chell, the whole EA SHL aspect, mm-hmm. which I, I find this hard to believe just because the perspective I'm coming from never playing it. That's still the most popular mode in the game. Mm. Ultimate Team takes a backseat um, because it's not as the player base isn't as big uh, for it. Um, um, mm. At least that's what people tell me. Well, not tell me, but people say. Yeah. So I was wondering, not to put you on the spot here. Oh, God. With crossplay coming, and, and it seems like it won't be out at launch for World of Shell. It's coming in like November. Mm. With crossplay coming, there's a potential if you were to take an interest in NHL again to do like some online co-op in World of Shell so- and do like, you could be on like the same line, be like a center and wing type of situation, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe do like some 3v3. There's like a whole, there's a whole mode there that's catered to co-op which i've never gotten into so it's gonna be cross-play ps5 xbox yeah so the cross-play is cross um it it, it goes ps5 xbox series can play together and then ps4 and xbox one can play together so we we would have the ability both being on the current gen consoles to to do cross-play eventually when it comes out just just throwing that out there um i would be interested yeah because that would probably be when I would be more likely to get the game anyway if the price would go down a bit. Yes. So. And you'd also be doing me a service and helping me have a healthier relationship to this video game where yeah. I am staying away from the greedy monetization aspect of it and not getting sure. sucked down that cycle again like I had for the past two years. So. Yeah. Um. But in the meantime, since I know you're going to get the game anyway. Yeah. In the meantime, if you're going to do a franchise... Might I suggest before you boot the game up, turn the Wi-Fi off. Ooh, yeah. And then just go into franchise. That that could be helpful. Yeah. That's a good idea. And I'm gonna buy the um the standard edition that doesn't come mm-hmm. with any of the ultimate team extra stuff. There you go. So I'll I'll purposely put myself at a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. Um yeah, I think that's the play. I think that's the play. I'll do my Arizona Coyotes. Maybe I don't know if they have the relocation uh <laughs> possibility (laughs) because that's what they should be doing in real life but um Uh yeah that could be fun and then who knows maybe you'll take an interest in the game get some co-op going down the road but no you know no uh, obligation of course yeah so yeah i'll i think that's what i'll do Mm -hmm. that sounds like a plan yeah for now (laughs) 
<laughs> I think the, what's going to seal the deal, um, they haven't come out with any details in terms of Ultimate Team. What's going to seal the deal for me is that if, if they've done nothing to change it. Um, right. Because like MLB is the, the king of this type of, like this genre. They do it the best. Mm-hmm. It's completely unrivaled. Um, it's so much better that it puts everybody else to shame. Right. Um, and I saw that Madden this year, which has intrigued me enough to give it a try, has sort of taken on a surface level some some cues from MLB. It's still mm. it's still heavily pay to win. It's still heavily incentivized at spending money, but it has done it's taken some small steps in the direction of what MLB is doing. I don't know if the turnaround time, just the cycle of development has allowed that to happen with NHL yet. So my mm-hmm. guess is that, OK, we've given you cross play. This is the big thing. You now can ma- actually match up with people consistently take yeah. that and and be happy with it. Um, but as far as like new modes and, and new ways to, to, to actually like play, I think that's coming later. So right. I feel like this is a good year for me to skip out on it, at least, you know, that mode. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like in order to have new like modes within ultimate team for online competitive stuff and like to mix things up, you need a player base. Right. And so they had to implement cross play first before anything else. So I feel like that step is taken and now in the future, we can look for new stuff, but yeah, I need to stay away for now for my own, my own sanity. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. MLB, I, I did the math. We're only halfway through the current MLB cycle. It's like five and a half, six months into the game right now. Um, but it feels much later because the way content works, it just ramps everything up. Uh, cause they know that the game dies off after baseball season and when like Madden comes out and stuff, so they really have to like mm-hmm. front load it, but there's still another half a year left for MLB. So like I can just keep, yeah. I can just keep playing that. Sure. It's fine. I I don't need to I don't need to get sucked in to another whole thing. Mm-hmm. They hire psychologists to 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 map out these modes. I swear they do. They do. It's, they it's, legitimately do. It's evil. <laughs> yeah. They hire psychologists to develop battle passes and loot boxes mm-hmm. and yeah, all these monetization schemes. It's it's really it's really something. Uh, they got a friendly yeah. psychologist to do the MLB one because <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually cool. Like yesterday, as we record this, yesterday was Roberto, Roberto Clemente Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the game, they're like, OK, do some some missions, do some objectives. It'll take, a, you know, an hour or two. And here's the best Roberto Clemente that we're going to come out with all year. Just have them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, cool. Great. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Every, the other game should should take notice here. Um, yeah. But yeah. OK, so that sounds like a plan. I will turn my Wi-Fi off. <laughs> and that'll be that uh do you want to quickly do uh this first beautiful cinema i'd like to okay let me sit a button that's beautiful cinema yeah i wanted to take okay. a second and and uh, acknowledge the passing of jean-luc godard the mm-hmm. iconic french director um he became one of my favorites when i was getting into like um you know like the criterion channel and like all the like classic french movies because he was such a big name mm-hmm. and i think the first the very first like french new wave movie that i watched was Breathless, which is his most famous work. Um, so yeah, he was he kind of set me off on the whole French New Wave uh, obsession that I went down a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I would put him right up there with like Agnes Varda as like the most recognizable and probably influential French New Wave directors. Oh sure, I'd say Varda's probably a bit higher on that. Are you being? Or is it, was like I, I I generally don't know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's made so many movies. I've only scratched the surface. Like I've seen like his, his most famous ones like Breathless and 
uh, masculine, feminine, and alphaville, and contempt. The list goes on. Um, he's got, of course, his um, a lot of actors that he's worked with consistently throughout his career. Like Anna Karina is one of the most famous uh, collaborators of his. Um, she passed away a couple of years ago as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you kind of expect that. These films are from the 60s. Mm-hmm. But it's sad nonetheless. He was in his 90s and he passed away on the 13th of September. Um, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge that. Quite a character he was. Um, very political in his filmmaking. Um, some of it, depending on what movie, kind of went over my head because it's a lot of it's sure. like specific to the time period and like French politics. Um, but what does not go over your head when you're watching this is the energy that his films um, just bring about and his style. Um, like with Breathless, it was very much like a riff on Hollywood, like old Hollywood of that time, like 50s Hollywood. And like the main actor in the movie would like walk around acting like a, you know, like a Hollywood star, like trying to emulate that type of person. Mm-hmm. But really his movies were were so um so anti-Hollywood and how they were structured. They were so free-flowing and like carefree. And I mean, Breathless is the the title of the film, but it also kind of describes the viewing experience. Like it just kind of you get swept away by it. Um, there's just like like that energy to his movies that's just like it's it's it might even leave you breathless. Exactly. It, it's it's yeah. infectious, it really is. There's there's something so distinct about watching one of his films. Um, and a lot of the movies from the, the French New Wave. Uh, the filmmakers of that era. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend anyone checking out some of his work. Um, he would delve into like, like with Alphaville, he would delve into like weird sci-fi. Um, mm. but it's like fairly like low budget weird sci-fi and mm-hmm. it's just like really cool stuff. Um, he'd do like, like cat and mouse, like, you know, type of storytelling. He'd do like this really like free flowing, like character study type stuff. Like just he covered a wide array of things. Always like, you know, socially conscious as well. You know, his, his films were a product of their time. Very much right. like, you know, time capsules for sure. Yeah. Just left quite a legacy. Um, mm-hmm. it was sad to see his, him pass, but, uh, I saw there's an IndieWire article that made a really great point about how he was an example of how like legacy as a filmmaker is not does not have to be dictated by like awards sure, or yeah. box office numbers right because he really didn't acquire either of those things his legacy was mm-hmm. from the the filmmaking movement itself and like the legacy is the films themselves and not like attached to like numbers or like you know superficial acclaim in in that way mm-hmm. um, and the influence you have on absolutely filmmakers yeah yeah like a movie from 1960 by guitar can feel so watching it today it feels like no time has passed because they feel so far ahead of their time mm. and that goes to speak for the french new wave because they, they just like they broke the rules of what movies could be they brought the medium for you know um mm-hmm. and everybody's been catching up since then so sure <laughs> yeah i just wanted to mention that um are we out of time to do a quick game of thrones check-in or could you um, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, we could save it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got some other stuff we could save too that I could, some things that I wanted to talk about, but I need to formulate my thoughts a little bit better anyway. And I, cause I definitely wouldn't be coherent, uh, after a couple hours of rambling about, uh, steam bullshit. Sure. Um, so yeah, so that's going to do it for us for now, but, uh, stay tuned cause we can talk your ear off. <laughs> that's why we hit record. <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, just a couple notes here I want to get out quickly. Um, 
I posted uh, my statics clear of the first raid, uh, mostly because I wasn't streaming at the time, but uh, since we hit the enraged on the previous poll, I was like, I better just hit record on this sucker, and then we killed it. So, um, yeah, I just threw that up there. Uh, give it a watch if you want to know what raiding in 14 looks like, because I talk about it all the goddamn time. Also, our next live episode will be streamed. It's going to be over on twitch.tv slash TV. Uh, we still on the date. That'll be next week, the 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be our, that's our usual hour that we start the stream. Oh, I had a question um, for you about that. Yes. Do you think that is too late for me to bring too out? Too late? No, no, no. I'm saying, so is it too late oh. at that point for me to bring out TikToks making fun of the Queen's death? Uh, nah. Okay. No, like, you got to think about it, right? Like... She was however fucking old, 90, whatever, you know? Right. Um, so if she was alive for that long, we could talk about her death for a little while, right? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because my you goodness, know? has TikTok been a gold mine? Especially sure. like the couple of days after she died. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Twitter Twitter was good. Twitter was very good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, Nothing can make up for the 70 years of terror that she wreaked on Europe, but sure. you know what? You can have some fun. Uh-huh. Um, and I get it. Uh, I, I need to get on the clips. Uh, I posted one on youtube and it's our best performing video so oh shit i get it i understand i'll i'll get on it i'll do it fine 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 um as always you can follow me on twitter at dinner road facebook.com slash dinner road tv twitch.tv slash dinner road tv do you search for dinner road tv where you could watch that said clip uh full archives of the episodes archives of the live streams and random shit like the 14 clear that i post uh, and as always, you can email weird names that you counter and spam email video at denroad.co. Also, don't forget to massage those back legs. You got to get the back legs. Yeah, you got to do it. Um, and also, you got to polish the cufflinks. Yeah, that's that's the that's the important thing. The studs. Uh, that's, the studs. Yeah, polish the studs. Use the toothpaste. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.